This is Stephanie, and this is the Mocha Minutes Podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes Podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So, If you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. (laughs) Um, So it's in the increments of either a dollar, three dollars or five dollars. And you can do as many as you would like. Um, So I just wanted to let you guys know would love, love, love some support. So if you would go to buy me a coffee.com backslash mocha minutes. I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Hit it. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious because I'm the winner. No, not a loser. To be an MC is what I choose. Uh, ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even the ones who never saw me like the way that I rhyme at a show. The reason why, man, I don't know. So let's go because... It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to decide. It takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to decide. Hello. Welcome to the Mocha Minutes Podcast. I am Stephanie. Thanks so much for joining me. And hopefully you were home jamming to that song because literally... Anytime it's played on radio, if it's play, you know it's gonna play at a party, honey. <laughs> I yeah, that that always gets me going. So I needed something to like kind of pep me up just a bit, um, to get into podcasting today. Because let me tell you something, honey. The folks have been folksing, okay. Um, it, they've done it for a little while. You know, it, the folks have been folksing. So it's been a very interesting week of things that you, one, saw on the TikTok, two, seen in social media, three, seen in the news, honey. I, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how I want to say this. I don't know you know where I want to start. It's a lot. Again, when I say it's a lot going on, it's a lot going on. So we have had, so for the last, oh, no, I'm not saying one more. I don't know what the hell is happening right now. Okay. Um. So I have seen quite a few Um. <laughs> I've seen quite a few, like if you go on TikTok, you will see a lot of what do they call TikTok lives, right? Have seen a lot of different people um, having discussions about several different things. So let's talk. So last episode, I talked a little about the whole, a little bit about the thing with Tyler Perry and, and didn't really discuss Brickgate. Partly because 
folks got real weird with this. Folks got very predictable. Let me say that. So if anybody who doesn't know, a creator on TikTok by the name of Ro, it was like Ro Reports, um, one like she does a lot of skits. She um oh. Yeah, it's like she has a good following on the on the tickety talks, right? She put up that she got hit in the face with a brick because she wouldn't give a man her phone number. That woman literally looked like a um she looked like an extra in a horror movie because literally this woman had like it was like this huge um Mm. And she had a he had a huge thing on the side. She had a thing on the hot side of her face. She was sitting in a hospital gown, and then you watched you watched people literally try to debunk her instantly. Now the thing about it is, people are going to use the, what happened with Carly Russell as to why. They like, quote unquote, look, look, we need to know everything. I'm like, so first of all, Holly Russell was not a rule. She was an exception. No one who cares about black women are going to sit here in your face and say black women don't lie. You want to know why? Because that's accountability. But the thing about it is by default. It's believe black women until I have a reason not to. Carly gave us reasons not to after it was shown that it was a hoax. Now, a couple of weeks before, you know what's so funny? I've been working all day. The get on the dang on mic. Here I am yawning. Girl, all day have not yawned in any meaning. Y'all didn't talk to anybody. I get on this mic and it's like, you would think I'm a zombie sitting here recording. Chooses. Anywho, um, you saw majority black men, and then you saw um black women, and also white women jumped into like the fray to basically kind of discredit Rose so much so that the GoFundMe that was set up for her was frozen. Mind you, she actually does need that money because hello, she also has a child. And she's like, made me not be able to work. I'm like, girl, I, I don't even understand. But yeah, the GoFundMe was frozen. Oh my God, I'm being serious. This is so ridiculous to me. I can't believe this. Like, literally, y'all don't understand. Like, I was literally, as I drink water out of my Stanley Duke. Okay, this is the other part of TikTok. If we're not flooded with that daggone shadow work journal, um, thing you see, I'm my I don't know, maybe it's my FYP, but probably not just mine. Fill up with people getting a Stanley dupe. I got one because if y'all don't know, a Stanley cup is an insulated cup, it keeps your stuff super cold, it's not supposed to really be spill proof. Um, when someone said, Hey, is it spill proof? I'm like, So the thing about it is, when it comes to spill proof stuff, that they still had, um, the straw and like, what's it like spill proof? It's time out. Why would you leave the um? Why would you leave the straw in and then say, and then tip it all the way over? And say, oh, well, it has a hole for stuff to get out. I mean, I don't know. I mean, was that 
that's how, that's how liquid works. Like I'm very confused here. Um, what what y'all think was gonna happen anyway? Um, yeah, I had to pull this up. So, young lady came to TikTok says she got hit in the face with a brick, and you saw black men literally a um a gaggle, several gaggles of black men, black women, white women. Basically coming here to say that that bitch is lying and no, she'd be pulling, she'd be scamming people, that, that, that. And they are bringing up, to bring this up, they're bringing up skits that she did. Like literally, it's a skit. Um, I find it very interesting because like a little bit, like two weeks before that, we had the Montgomery brawl. I put up a TikTok about that and some dude came to my comments. They were all his coworkers. And I'm like, Black man that came down and helped this man was not his coworker. The only one that was allegedly his coworker is the one who jumped off a boat and swam to shore. That is the only one that actually was his coworker. Everybody else, literally, they saw white people attacking this black man, and all of a sudden, people were just coming down like, "Yo, this is not cool." Because the other thing that the 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 noise that I heard was. Oh, well, I mean, y'all want in a row. Because when she said it, they said, what did you want us to do? Like, I think it's very interesting that when Black women talk about safety in public, and they say usually, some, like literally, somebody will watch me get injured or watch something happen to me. And the first thing is that, what do y'all want me to do? But then y'all don't want us to say that you don't want women to say men are dangerous, but then... When a dangerous thing happens to a woman at the hands of a man, you're like, I, I mean, what did you want me to do? Then you had men coming out saying, did you want him to risk his safety, risk his life, risk his freedom? Was any of that coming up when one, y'all be out here marching along with black women for Black Lives Matter? Are y'all thinking about the freedom then? Because a lot of people get arrested unlawfully. And very wrong because, you know, it is a constitutional right that you're able to protest. Just saying, um, it's the First Amendment, uh, First Amendment right. Freedom of protest is in there. Um, but y'all not thinking about that. If y'all, the thing about it is, if you, like the whole thing about Montgomery, that all the men that did that did not think about their safety. And what's more, one of them hit a woman in the face. I'm sorry. I think she he may have been like caught and released. But the 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 arrest that we heard about were not of those men that helped that man. It was of those white people who started the fight. But y'all weren't giving excuses as to why you couldn't help this man. Because for some men, they would never not help out another brother. But when it comes to the sisters, all of a sudden, if it's not my possession, it doesn't need my protection because for some men, they only protect the women that's in close proximity. So, you know, their mates, their children, their, um, the matriarchs in their family. And then even then some of them are like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but how I feel. So it's very conditional. I saw a TikTok with a guy talking about, he wanted unconditional love. I'm like, you can't ask for something that you don't give. You can't. It's like, it's ridiculous. So, People are calling her liars. There were like lives on top of lives. I'm pretty sure there probably were Twitter spaces. Probably I do lives. I didn't watch them. But TikTok was full of people saying like, 
he is lying. Also, the comedian Godfrey on one of his podcast episodes, him and his um buddy who looked like he was sitting up. Now, mind you, I'm a fat chick and I was sitting here like, sir, sit up straight. Take a deep breath before you talk to me. But they were sitting there just saying like, these women, I was saying they don't need no man. They don't need men. I want y'all to understand the nuance of what I'm about to say. When women say that, they're not saying they don't want companionship or they don't need like like romantic love or intimate love or just a mate. What they're saying is they don't need a man in their life who is going to add stipulations to him being there. Oh, if you want me around, I got to get some pussy every day. I got to get the biggest piece of chicken before everybody else i come before everybody else in your life i need to be number one even if he don't even if he names you number two behind his mama see the thing about it or a man who does not um contribute financially or physically to the home meaning that they do not help with bills they do not even like take care of things they don't take care of the upkeep of the home they don't cook any like they don't even boil water they don't, I'm like, they don't take care of the home. They don't take the trash. I mean, I can list a whole bunch of things that really demonstrate how the quote unquote gender roles that people like it's 50, 50. I'm like, it's not a woman could work all day long and still be literally expected to come home and take care of everybody in that house. That's not 50, 50. It's not. So the thing about it is, so it's like you are struggling financially and physically in a home and you got another adult there with you that's supposed to be helping you. And he doesn't help. I was like, I'm sorry, why are you here? I don't need an addition. I don't need additional stress. Nobody needs that. And the thing about it is, is like men don't want to have the conversation of why woman would say that. You just get defensive. Like, how dare you? I was like, what do you mean you don't need me? She don't need you. Here's the thing. In this day and age, when women can run, they are working, they can get educated. Also, you can have a bank account on your own. Women do not need men. Women want companionship. And if they are attracted to men, they want to be have companionship of a man. In this day and age, in 2023, want is a lot stronger than need. Because the other thing is that men will like bring up like their um grandmothers and their mamas and great aunts and all that. And the thing about it is like, oh, see, they were with my um grandfather, uncle, all X amount of years. Here's the thing. Are you talking to them and asking them, were they happy? Please talk to like, before you just like try to like weaponize the matriarchs in your family, maybe you should actually ask them, was your relationship happy? Or maybe you've never heard a woman over 65 tell you that that nigga wasn't shit. And I'm glad he is gone. He put me through shit or they are literally visiting that grave. I'm like, I just want to make sure he was there for real. Because, man, this man took me through it. I guess you've never met black women over a certain age will tell you the truth. Or say, if I knew then what I knew now, mind you, it's like they're not sad that they have the children or grandchildren or a family around them. But they're like the stuff that that man has put me through. If I had known then what I know now, it's like, 
I don't think I would have gone through it. Also, you may, maybe, maybe it's just me. Um, you may not have heard the jokes about, you know, grit ball or hitting their husband in the hammer and all of a sudden he acted right because, you know, he stopped playing with her. Or um, some men eating ground glass in their food. You die pretty slow if you continually eat up ground glass. Or the women who didn't do any of that, there's no threats or actual violence where they literally cried themselves to sleep every night because of the way that the society set up things for women. You literally need to literally operate in society. You had to have a man. You had to have a male counterpart, whether it was your father or your mate. Some You had to have some man in your life because if you did not, you couldn't function too much. The thing about it is, I don't think you want women to go, you don't want to go back to where women had to have men in their lives out of obligation and safety. The woman in this day and age, me wanting a mate is because I want him. I can take care of myself. I've been taking care of myself for a very long time. I'm over 40, so I've been adult for quite I've been an adult longer than I was a child. When I tell you I can do bad all by myself, I mean it. And a lot of women can do that too. We want a companion. We don't need a headache. I'm somebody who suffers with migraines. I get them enough. I don't need you. I don't need you adding to the stress and trauma into my life. I want to to subtract. Okay, so back to Ro. Her name is Robosh. So um Ms. Robosh, Lord have mercy, told everybody that this is what happened to her. People were calling her lying. They froze, they got the um I have to think of the word, GoFundMe, frozen. Then an article by NBC News came out. It's on NBC Black or NBC BLK. Everybody knows it's Black. Where she did an interview. Now, if this has made it to a, whether it is in print or online, the fact that um, this has now hit journalism, meaning that people got to check stuff. You got to turn stuff in Right. So this article is not that long. So I'm going to read the NBC News article and then I'm going to come back. <clears throat> In a social media post, a black woman decried, decried a group of black men standing nearby on the street, shouting tearfully. The woman, Rhoda Osmond, who is known online as Robosh, recounts being attacked by a man who had recently fled. She refused to give the man her phone number. In the video, she appears to have a large knot on her cheek. Yo, this man just hit me in my face with a brick and all these black men just watched, Osmond said in the clip reposted by The Shade Room. Look, girl, I feel like that's a whole different conversation in The Shade Room, which is more than 100, 1 million likes. While some black women online called out the alleged bystanders' inaction and the decision not to intervene, some black men in turn resurfaced Osmond's old social media posts, accusing her of a history of inflammatory behavior and untrustworthy character. With a lack of clarity on what went down, some... Women and men alike called Brickgate a hoax, comparing Osmond to Carly Russell, a woman who was charged with two misdemeanors in July after apologizing for faking her own kidnapping. In an exclusive interview for the first time since the attack earlier this month, 
Osmond told NBC News that she has suffered daily panic attacks and nightmares as a result of the online vitriol. Osmond said there is little she can do to convince people who still do not believe her story. First, they're like, where's the police report? You don't have a police report. I showed a report. Then they're like, oh, it's a fake police report. She said, then they're like, show us the hospital records. You don't have hospital records. I showed them the hospital records. It's fake hospital records. The goalposts will never be met, she said. NBC News received reviewed a police report filed with the Houston Police Department on September 3rd and the hospital records with results from a physical exam. Records indicate her left ear had blood coming out of the canal and the left side of her face was swollen with bruising and tenderness. A spokesperson for the Houston Police Department confirmed to NBC News an ongoing major assaults investigation i don't know how i'm going to support myself i don't know how i'm going to graduate on time i don't know how i'm going to you know feel safe again it's going to take months maybe a year maybe longer in my life to get it together rick gate points to a familiar pattern of backlash hurled at black women when they publicly denounce harm from black men and while it appeared to be an isolated act of violence the back and forth from detractors and supporters of osmond represents long simmering tensions between black women and men that now play out on social media. The source of that continued tension, experts say, is unaddressed anguish from both Black men who deal with rigid views of masculinity and Black women who feel neglected in light of demeaning stereotypes pinned to them. Examples of this dynamic are pervasive. Rappertory Lanes was convicted and sentenced to 10 years in prison last month for shooting rapper Megan Thee Stallion in, in the foot in 2020. Throughout the towel, trial, excuse me, online agitators repeatedly accused Megan the Stallion of lying or wanting to ruin the career of a successful Black man. Let me pause this right here. So the whole thing about Tory Lanez and Megan the Stallion, that whole thing is hilarious because folks keep forgetting Megan lied to the police. She didn't tell them that night that he shot them, that he shot her. She did not say that. She said, I stepped on glass. She was going to take that shit to her grave until Tori and his group allegedly went on the internet. It was throwing shots at her. And she's like, wait a minute. I did not tell the police that you actually shot me. And now you playing with me. Also, the case that got him 10 years, it was against the, the state of California. Also, they wanted to do a plea deal. He said, absolutely not. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. The thing about it is this whole, that whole thing going to trial, that's not on Megan, that's on Tory. Because he couldn't shut up. Because the thing about it is, the way they said it, it was like, it's very weird. And like, the thing that always is going to get me is that, here's the deal. If Tory had shot Kylie, he'd have been in jail at least two years before all of this before he actually now is going to get um, jail for 10, years, for 10 years, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. More than three decades ago, similar accusations were hurled at Anita Hill when she accused Clarence Thomas, then a nominee of the U.S. Supreme Court, of sexual harassment. So they also um, imprinted a tweet from Uju Anya. Black men pulling stuff from a black woman's social media they claim show she didn't, quote-unquote, deserve protection when a black man smashed her face with a brick is not going... I'm sorry. Yeah. Black men pulling stuff from a black woman's social media. They claim shows she didn't deserve protection when a black man smashed her face with a brick for not giving him her number. Same thing. White supremacists do after cops murder black people to claim they deserve to die. I don't think people realize that was the um, correlation. All right. Back to the article. 
That's the correlation that Black women were trying to point out. Y'all sound like a bunch of white people. When Black people get unalived by cops, when Black people literally go out of their way to show why, well, he was a terrible person. He did this, this, and this. Yeah, because when they said that shit about Mike Brown, y'all wasn't saying too much. It's like, wait a minute, wait, uh uh-uh. That don't mean nothing. That don't mean he deserved his eye. I'm like, um, yeah. Rose passed of doing skits does not mean she deserved to get a brick in the face because she told this man no. When the film The Color Purple premiered in late 1995, it provoked uproar among Black men and women, women concerning the depiction of Black men's behavior. E.R. Ship reported in the New York Times in 1986. The film chronicled the life of Celie, played by Whoopi Goldberg, who's abused by her husband, Albert, and finds solace in the sisterhood she cultivates with other Black black women. At the time, Oprah Winfrey, another star, defended the film, saying it represented one woman's history, not the entire history of Black people. And many other Black women said it accurately portrayed their experiences. Meanwhile, Black men and some Black women argued that it was inaccurate and harmful. It wasn't. Especially since the film itself and the broader entertainment industry continuously failed to feature positive portrayals of Black men. Books like Alice, so this other thing about Color Purple, it's based on a book. Book is fantastic, by the way. Alice Walker, it, masterful with with the pen. So the thing about it is, is that y'all are like, how, why y'all putting this on the screen? It was based on a book. Also, yeah, yeah. Let me just get back to the article. Books like Alice Walker's The Color Purple, which inspired the film, along with other works, including Michelle. Michelle Wallace's Black Macho and the Myth of the Superwoman and Maya Angelou's I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings were created during a literary renaissance for Black women in the 1970s, said Rache Richardson, a professor of African-American literature at Cornell. These works openly grappled with abuse women and girls experienced and fueling and fueled growing tensions between Black men and women on the basis of gender. Some Black men were, are reluctant to acknowledge how their behavior may play a role in the trauma of Black women, says Mark Anthony Neal, the chair of the Department of African and African American Studies at Duke. Black women's search for accountability after violence has occurred often. I'm sorry, Black women's search for accountability after violence has occurred often gets misconstrued or as attacks on the character of Black men at large. There's a generation of Black men who, particularly in the post-Obama years, have not had the kind of life and professional successes that they want. And sometimes they see Black women promoted in certain kinds of ways. They're really in their feelings that as Black men, they're being left behind. This disaffected block of men may feel less convicted to stand up for Black women, Neil said. Osmond called the reaction to her case, however, displays of Black male fragility. I'm an independent, strong, educated, successful black woman that makes a lot of them just infuriated by my existence alone. Everybody's like, oh, come on. Tell me what what you did to him. What did you do? Did you taunt him? She said, it's so ironic to me that they're like, I can't believe somebody would do something that violent for no reason. But then you're online being violent for no reason. People are calling my son's school saying they're going to come and rape my son. Oh, my gosh. Somebody sent me some soup and was like, choke and die on this, bitch. To some Black women, though, silence after a public call-out can be disheartening, especially considering the disproportionate rates of domestic violence they face. In 2020 data from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence showed that 45.1% of Black women have experienced intimate partner violence and that an estimated 51.3% of Black women homicides are related to intimate partner violence. In cases where Black women have been criticized for coming forward, they are treated less as victims and face scrutiny as if they are somehow at fault for the violence done against them, said Shaniqua Roach, assistant professor of black studies and gender studies at Brandis, Brandis University. Brian Elson, founder of the Black Man Project, 
Oh, boy. An organization that provides group therapy for black male youth said he believes misunderstanding between black men and women stems from unresolved past trauma. I feel that's where a lot of things get lost in translation. We're trying to compare the pain that we both feel. In reality, we are both hurt. Some of black women's frustrations are rooted in feelings rejected by black men, according to Diane Stewart, the Samuel Candler Dodds Professor of Religion and African-American Studies at the Emory College of Arts and Sciences. She referred to general observation and data showing that black men are twice as likely as black women to marry someone outside as their race. I'm sorry, let me say that again. She referred to general observation and data showing that black men are twice as likely as black women to marry someone outside of their race. Racial stereotypes painting black women as aggressive and sexually promiscuous also run rampant in American culture and even among black men themselves. As a re- She said, as a result, black women have pushed through against these stereotypes were simultaneously having to be leaders of their household, which in return can, quote unquote, sometimes make black men feel inadequate. During the post-slavery era, black, I'm sorry, post-slavery era, sorry, black families were founded upon heteronormative patriarchal structures, Stewart said. Many free black people went on a desperate search to find their family members who were separated during slavery a time when black, pe- black family use units confronted constant disruption because, hey, hi, we they didn't have accurate records of people. They kept little tick marks in books like because we were like, you know, probably on the same level as cattle or bales of hay. So they didn't like maybe maybe, maybe the gender and then the age of the slave, but names, not so much. Um Yet Stewart said it was a landmark moment when black people began to internalize it, emulate white Western understandings of patriarchy, which are reflected in the dynamics of black relationships today. Young black boys are socialized to believe that they must be the bigger person and leaders in their relationship with women, said Roderick Carey, assistant professor in the Department of Human Development and Family Sciences at the University of Delaware. As girls around them come of age and may express self-empowerment, black boys may feel conflicted about their roles. You, You quote you know i'm supposed to protect you i'm supposed to defend you but also i'm noticing that you have a lot of capacity to protect yourself and defend yourself carrie said for black men social media acts as a forum where they can go to air quote unquote air their grievances about women richardson said she cited online communities of men that create and share content grounded in misogyny social media she added also has generally been used as an instrument to spread hate and propaganda Black women expressing their needs for protection are also looking for allyship and loyalty from Black men, which they don't often perceive, Richardson said. Stewart, who is currently teaching a class at Emory University on Black love, said there's a need for more feminist and womanist Black men. American society, especially Black men, do not listen to Black women when we say, please don't harm us. Please don't participate in patriarchy. Please don't be sexist. While online friction between Black men and women reflects some of the realities of what it means to be black right now, it does not necessarily mean these tensions translate uniformly to real world dynamics. What social media allows you to do is have a conversation with folks that you'd never that you'd never have if you if they were sitting in front of you, Neil said. If we don't look at anti-blackness as an attack on all black bodies, regardless of gender and sexuality, these conversations as they play out in social media really aren't productive. Stuart Stewart said black men and women continue to grapple with their gender roles and how these role, how those roles relate to each other. In order to ease these tensions, the black community really, the black community needs to have a long, a quote unquote, 
long conversation about gender, gender identity, and our worth as persons. No matter how we identify, that is long overdue. As people of African descent in this country, we are most anxious and conflicted and torn to have feelings of inadequacy, not about our race, but about our gender. I'm 100% convinced of that. And that does put us on divided sides of an issue, Stewart said. So even though they... um. I don't want to say this. They use the inspiration of what happened with Roe to have a bigger conversation because there's nuance to that. Hey, Taria, there's nuance to this because the thing about it is, is that I think that was the other part that stung is that two weeks before this, y'all saw people come out of the woodwork to help a man who was being attacked by black, by a um, group of drunk white people on, um, on a boat or no, I'm sorry, near a boat. And the thing about it is there was no discussion of, oh my gosh, what would happen if that white person pulled out a gun and start like none of that came up. Like their safety, their freedom, none of that came up when it came into defense of a black man. But when it comes to black women, there were men who were literally trying to find every single reason um to say, hey, this person doesn't deserve it. Hey, this person doesn't deserve it. Um, well, I mean, she ain't my woman. And even the men on the street saying, what did you want me to do? That's the part that kind of gets me. It's like, wait a minute. Um, what is happening here? So the thing about it is, this is my first one when I, um, when I saw it. So this is the other thing. Um, the first thing I thought, I was just like, wait a minute, what is happening right now? But it also got me when the men who were standing around her was like, what did you want me to do? There's some random dude who said I was there. She's a troublemaker. So, I mean, I watched it happen and I would watch it again. And I'm like, do y'all hear yourself? Y'all sound like white people when they really like, if so, if black person saying they're like harmed or unalived by the police or just in public, literally being like thrown out of places of business, being choked out at, at beauty supply stores. Y'all will, li- they were living. Well, I mean, how does she handle it? What does she say? How does she say? Was she rolling her neck when she did it? Well, find reasons not to stand up with black for black women or black people in general or black people at all. Like maybe he said it. Well, I mean, he is kind of tall. He looked kind of aggressive. We'll find every reason to say this is why he deserved, he or she deserved this. He, she, or they deserved what happened to them. And then to watch black men do it to black women. You want to know why they are like non-black people feel so comfortable coming after black women? Because black men are also like, there ain't my problem what you want me to do. Here's the thing. The reason why people bring up men from other um, oppressed groups is because they don't necessarily do as much. I'm not saying that there are men in oppressed groups who literally stand up for women because there's some oppressed groups where literally they stone women to death. If they accuse, if the woman accuses her husband of cheating, they stone the woman. Well, you must have did something. He got to cheat on you. Allegedly. <clears throat> so add in the fact that um, the person who allegedly uh, hit Roe with the brick went into a podcast boasting about this. And y'all literally were like, 
oh, I'm like, yes, darling. He flat. <laughs> it's like he flat out admitted it. Allegedly admitted that he hit Roe with the brick. And then she came back and said, yeah, that's him. So this is all alleged because, yeah, they said there is an open case for this. That's what the Houston police said. So the thing about it is this um man decided to hit her with a brick because she didn't want to give him his number. Um, And that's just sad because the thing about it is, see, that's the other part of this. For some odd reason, there are men who think they're entitled to a woman's time. And for a very long time, a lot of times, we the message that is perpetuated is that women are the bottom of the totem hole, totem pole when it comes to beauty standards. And I'm like, huh, that's very interesting. So if you have the mindset of like y'all are bottom of the barrel, of course you're gonna think, um, Anybody who gives you any kind of attention, you better be so lucky because I mean, you lucky. <laughs> How dare you tell me no? This is for the folks that are now raising young boys that's going to become men. Mothers and fathers, aunts, uncles, guardians, whoever you are to that child, please teach your, teach your, your male children that they are not required to get a yes from a woman, no matter how they ask. You can say, hey, can I help you? And they say, no, you have to be able to take no. No is a complete sentence and a woman or someone who identifies as female has every right to tell you no. You, They are not uh, stop thinking that if I talk to somebody nice, they are obligated to say yes to you. They're not. Because it's like you said nice and they can say, I appreciate that. But no, I'm I'm just going to like respectfully decline. So again, I've said that I'm over 40 years old. Middle school. There was always a, like, a notion because one, young girls in middle and high school knew this. Don't make eye candid. Like if you're a group of guys on it, like you don't know, don't make no eye contact. Because if you do and you don't speak, um, they could do something to you. Throwing bottles, chasing you down the street, calling you a bitch. Mind you, that's 30 years ago. So no, this is not a new thing. When they think about, you know, the whole Me Too hashtag that was um, taken over by a bunch of white women. That came that what that came out of um domestic issues, domestic violence, sexual assault faced by black women, most notably black women in South Africa. There were videos of men beating women with four by fours, like outrageously violence against women. Or women just talking about they've been beaten, they've been essayed, they have that's the thing. It's like, oh my gosh, me too. See, that's the thing about social media that I think um, always gets lost. A lot of people say, I'm like, it is a, like, it's a dumpster fire. People just come there. I'm like, people don't come there to lie, but sometimes you could be having your own personal experience and you feel like you are losing your mind until someone randomly that you've never met before, thousands of miles from you was like, this happened to me too. Okay, so then I'm not going crazy because things go viral when people are like, oh my gosh, I knew that, or yup, that happened to me, or something like that. 
So the man who was identified, I'm not saying his name on here. Um, the fact that there's still a, there's an open case. Homegirl has shown not only the police report, but the medical records. Yeah, because the other thing in the lies is that someone said the nurse that worked in the um hospital came here like, time out, homie. Now I know for a fact that she not no fucking nurse. I know y'all heard about this with the athletes during the um, vaccine thing. HIPAA is about patient confidentiality, patient information and keeping it confidential. If you're someone who works in a hospital, let me say this again, works in a hospital, meaning anybody who works at any part of the hospital, whether you're a doctor, nurse, you work in environmental services, you work in a kitchen, you all find like any part of the hospital, you fall under HIPAA. If you work at a um, insurance, a health insurance company, you fall under HIPAA. Life insurance, I think you fall under HIPAA as well. Um, Because again, information, that's somebody's private information. If you work at like a rehab center, a PT, nursing home, anything like that, where you have access to someone's patient information, it must be very clear. Someone in environmental services could literally get in and get somebody's personal information. Any person that works at a hospital knows there's no way in heck you could come on online and like actually dispel. It's like, hey, I am X, a nurse at X, and I'm a tell You can't do that. Any nurse knows that because that also can screw with your license. So no nurse is not risking their license for clout on the internet. So the fact that y'all actually wanted to believe her is laughable to me. Why do you... Th- <laughs> And the fact is, like, people don't know that. I'm like, that's the thing about HIPAA. Like, HIPAA, I'm like, yeah, HIPAA only does medical personnel. That's it. Like, if you, do you work at a hospital, health insurance company, rehab center, health infusion center, anything that has people's personal information like that? Yeah, you can't say nothing. So the fact that y'all actually believe that woman is like, it's ridiculous. Mind you, she has the medical records, the police report, and y'all still were like, oh, wow, well, I don't know if I believe you. Megan Thee Stallion literally posted and then deleted a video of her feet being sewn up because Tory Lane shot at her and she had bullet shards allegedly in her feet. Literally, women have to literally just show you all this and the thing is, can show that and people still don't believe you. And it's like, what? And to watch so many people kind of either not say anything or just be extremely problematic about things. It's hilarious to me. The one that I honestly did not see coming because of what he has said previously is the comedian Godfrey. Godfrey is a comedian. He is an actor. He has a podcast. Um, but I think for the most part, he is a comedian because he tours around the country. Well, he has a podcast and him and his um co, yeah, he has his own podcast. They're sitting here talking about what happened with Roe and they're fa- and they're falling into this discussion that basically Roe is lying just to harm black men. And it's like, why is it that black men will say there's a war on black men and black women are like, 
Yeah, because in society, y'all seen as like the devils. Y'all are seen in the most violent. But when black women say there's a war on black women, black women be like, ah, too much dip on your chip, which is not totally true. Because the thing about it is, folks don't want to hear this when we say, when it comes to black women in danger, the call's coming from inside the house and across the street. Because not only do we still walk out the door as black people and have to deal with microaggressions and poor treatment in uh, white spaces, we also may have to come home and deal with being physically or mentally abused by men in our community and being silent because we have bought into I can't be I can't put a black man in jail. Do you know that? The thing about it is, is there's so many women who bend and like bend themselves up into pretzels not to harm a black man or, or be very careful with a black man's feelings. When a black man wouldn't do that for a black woman. I have not seen anything from Godfrey saying anything about this. I don't think he's put out an apology. Um, I think people were saying that he like, um, I think he was fighting for his life um, in the comments, but I don't think he's actually put out an apology. And here's the thing. He probably don't think he need to. He's like, well, I mean, that's just what I heard. I'm like, Google's free, bitch. Google's free. That's ridiculous. Right. And then there's also black women that like, we're really much like this woman is liar is a liar. There's some woman who said, you know, or how this around brick eight. When I'm when I have my son, I'm gonna teach him there's a difference between rubies and rocks. And I'm like, so rocks and rubies are all are made of minerals, both of them. And also, I don't know. And then she talked about like the um security for a jewelry store. I'm like, girl, have you not seen the videos of people being accosted at the dollar store, Walmart? You see the kind of like a cotton they get. It's like there are people who are like literally a fan was a family dollar. A manager drew, like literally tried to run, like chase somebody down with a car, hit him with their car door for shit from the family dollar. Girl, shut up. When it comes to protect, like if people see any kind of value in anything, they're going to protect it. Whether it is a jewel, like it is like jewelry with diamonds or a jewelry store or if it's the fucking Walmart. And the thing about it is having this cash, this caste system of which women are like worthy of protection. Let me just be very clear to me, Stephanie, host of Mocha Minutes, the women that in the black women that are worthy of my protection and love and allyship are every single fucking one of them. Why are you like, why are you bigging up black women? Because they black and they're women. I grow so weary of people literally, literally giving you a laundry list of why, basing it on their trauma and experience with that girl from third grade. Meanwhile, if a black woman talks about I was in an abusive relationship for years, you will hear a black man say, oh, you ain't over that by now? Our Our anger is never seen as righteous. Our trauma and like our pain is never seen as something that we need to take, that we should be given space and air and opportunity to heal from. When it comes to women, there are a lot of people who don't see black women as women 
homie, you tall. Y'all the strong black woman. Y'all don't need nobody. I'm like, everybody needs somebody. I don't care how strong you are. But the thing about it is saying a black woman, like that strong black woman trope means that folks can just go, I mean, I ain't got to do nothing. Cause I mean, you know how y'all black women are. Y'all need us. The reason why the need has gone away is because black women have more autonomy, but also y'all have demonstrated that you're not like for the women who say that they don't need men. You've demonstrated that you're not dependable. If you're a woman like me, who will have men in their lives who demonstrated that I could always count on them. You know the fucking difference. There are some men who only protect what they possess. And even some of that has conditions. And so for the men who are just like, oh man, like, uh, nope. Um, because as soon as it was found out that Carly Russell lied, they're like, see, uh-huh, that's why I can't get into it. This is why I don't do it. I'm like, yeah, it's easy to opt out of something you never really opted into in the first place. That is protecting black women. Hashtag girl dag, hashtag um protect black women. Don't put that in your effing bios because you loved Kobe Bryant. Don't put that in your bio when one of your favorite rappers is talking about Missy Elliott as his number one his favorite rapper of all time and y'all literally thought that Tunchi was like losing his mind and he wasn't the sheer audacity that he said one of my favorite rappers of all time is Missy everybody's like wait what it's like yeah how about that it is a very sad state of affairs where black women literally have to have these conversations with the, with ourselves because you let a man in they're they not are going to listen. They're not listening to understand. They're listening to respond, waiting for like you to take a breath so they can end. But like, what about what men have to go through? No, the thing about it is having the oppression Olympics. It not only is futile between oppressed groups, it is futile in our own community between black women and, and black men. Baby, let's be very clear. When you hear black women talking about plights of black women, they're not saying that y'all ain't got y'all shit. They're saying we got our shit. And the only people that we can depend on is other women. Because for some men, your protection of them comes with a price. I still hold on to the fact that my father would teach me about stuff with cars and I, when I said why, he said, because I don't want you depending on no man. Because other men know that. They know that there's some men ain't shit. It's like as much as men like, man, my brothers, they everything to me. Really? Can they date your sister? Fuck no, they ain't shit. Really? So why can we not say that y'all ain't shit, but you can? See, that's the thing. Y'all don't want us to say that. Y'all want to like, y'all want black women to uplift black men in spite of it always like literally falling on our faces or being harmed or it's not being reciprocated. White women did the same thing with the suffrage movement. They wanted their rights. All of a sudden it became like, girl, we don't get what these nigger women want. Anyway, niggers, get on out of here. Thank you for your help. 
Black women are always the ones that's called on to assist and make shit cute and keep things organized. But when we ask for people to stand up for us, all of a sudden, the only people that you're probably going to see are the ones that look like you. And that's sad. So the fact that a woman literally, it has been proven that she has a police report. There's an online ongoing investigation. She has medical records. Homie even went and said out his mouth that he did it. You're an idiot. The fact that there's still people going, and the fact that all those people who are calling her a liar seemingly cannot find the words to apologize, but were just saying, yeah, when it's found out she lying, y'all better apologize. I don't see y'all apologizing to black women and saying, hey, um, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You don't see that. Mm. I just, mm -mm. just, no. And it's just sad. And I feel so bad for Ro. And I want that, um, I think, you know what? I'm going to see. I'm going to look right now to go see if, mm, if I don't think, I think it is still, um, frozen because i think once they free it i'm sorry once they freeze it they can't unfreeze it if i'm not mistaken i think they can't unfreeze it once they i'm like i'm not sure what goal um i just want to see if it's still frozen all right so i'm gonna look one place i said i was gonna look one place i, I said i'm gonna look for one place i'm gonna go look and go find me and see if i see if her go find me is still um there. Let's see. It's, it may not be. Yeah. It doesn't look it's still there. It looks like they took it down. But because y'all are so sick and had her GoFundMe taken down because Y'all just, yeah. So it looks like her GoFundMe did not get put back up. And the thing about it is, I think if it's like, if you say something is a hoax, I don't think she can create a new one. And that's just sad. It's just whew, a lot. I'm sorry. But I think, y'all, it sounds like I have a show. I've been on here for a little while just talking about this. I feel like I haven't put all my thoughts out about Brickgate. It's just awful because the thing about it is, is like that could have been anybody. There are many a black woman who knows about a time where a woman did not feel safe or they like were harmed in some way, either being like verbally or physically by a man who didn't, who really felt like he was entitled to either her number or her time. And I don't think people, men really realize how weirdo and creepy and toxic it is, toxic it is to like, well, I'm going to call you right now in front of you to make sure you ain't giving me no wrong number. I'm like, sir, I'm trying, I'm giving you a number to leave me alone. But y'all, 
yeah, I'm going to get on out of here. I have a lot of thoughts. But I need to get back into podcasting, it sounds like. But this is the Mocha Menace Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you are in the Baltimore area, please come to the fifth annual Afros and Audios Podcast Festival. It's taking place at the um, Reginald F. Lewis Museum in Baltimore. The fact that it is finally back in Baltimore, I'm like, I'm sorry, not back in Baltimore, but in Baltimore, I'm like, woo, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I think I'm going to meet some new people, some people that I have known on these these internet, these podcast streets, these clubhouse streets, these internet streets, IG, Twitter, and they may be there. I'm so super excited. Okay. Um, so I keep saying, I'm going to put this in here and this time I'm going to remember to do it because I need to remember to do it. But yeah, click the link. Please get your tickets to um, come to the podcast. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, Come to the festival because it's going to be levels of different people. There's going to be some great people there, um, either as a novice or someone who's been doing it for a while. I'm like, maybe I'm thinking about reset, right? Come on through. Definitely going to come on through. Also, if you would like to support this podcast, share, um, definitely listen, download, write a review on Apple Podcasts. Would totally appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody who's did a review for Mocha Menace. I appreciate y'all so much because y'all are very honest and I appreciate that. Um, sometimes you think that when you're doing a podcast, you're just yelling at the sky and no one's listening until someone says, oh my God, I love this podcast because of this. The fact that right now, the Mocha Menace podcast has 108 can't believe this 108 ratings i am just thank you thank you so much for everybody who has given us five stars um and rated at all i just i just appreciate all of y'all doing it i really do um if you would like to buy me a coffee buy me a buy buymeacoffee.com backslash mocha minutes if you would like to give through the cash app mocha sunshine 99 um, or if you just want to send me an email, mochamendis at gmail.com, always up to listen. You can DM me. Um, I'm not saying my DMs are open, but I will. <laughs> I mean, technically they kind of are. Um, if we've never talked before, it might be in my request. But yeah, go ahead, send me a um Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, same handle, Mocha Menace. Would love to hear from you. But thank you all for listening. And the Mocha Menace podcast will be back. Thanks for listening. Bye. Who the side kicked you in the back? You would have been. She would have been crying with a hump on her back. Now I know that ain't. I know that ain't Godfrey, Mister. Black women are disrespected, Godfrey. That there's no way. Wait a second. Speak for yourself. Black women are disrespected. Black women are not lying when they are talking about this kind of shit. You understand? They're not crying wolf. Listen. Black women are the most educated in America. The most educated, the most shit on, the most, and then they get disrespected as far as Hollywood. I'm confused, Godfrey. I am confusion. You are more than happy to accept cookies for that basic ass take that black women are disrespected and that we're not lying about it. And then you get on the internet with your ginormous platform to accuse this black woman of lying 
and then also say that you would happily assault her? I'm so fucking tired of watching people use protect black women, listen to black women in order to get put on. But then when a black woman actually needs protection and support, you add on the pylon because you know it's going to get you fucking clicks and views. Oh, was hit in the face with a brick by a man after she declined to give him her phone number and a bunch of dudes stood around and did nothing. Now here comes Mr. Godfrey. Black women are being disrespected. Black women have no reason to lie, adding to the pylon. And now she can't even access the funds from the GoFundMe where people willingly donated in order to help her. No one was stolen from. People wanted to give her money to help her. She's not able to access it because people reported the GoFundMe even after she showed the police report and the hospital records after she was assaulted. I'm shaking. I'm so angry. This perpetual messaging that black women are not worthy of protection and that if we are the victims of abuse or mistreatment or harm, that it's our fault because you don't dress the right way, because you don't talk the right way, because you did a fucking skit one time that people didn't like, because you, I can't, I, you know, here's the last thing I'll say. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. So thanks, Godfrey. Thanks for that.